welcome to another episode of Auntie Please. I am Shia and with me is... Lama. And we are cutting the intro because I'm quite sick of it to be honest. But <laughs> So we're just going to get straight into it. Um, today we're discussing motherhood and being a parent and how we feel about that and what that might look like for us. Should we have kids or not? Um, mm-hmm. So we're just going to get straight into questions. Lama, what kind of a mother would you be? This one's... I, I always find this very difficult to answer. Um, but I think... It's a very broad question. It's a, it is quite a broad question. I think I, I want to be the mom that, you know, f- f- like... I just want to be able to have fun with my child. Um, I want to also be someone that they can feel calm feel comfortable with coming to, you know, for mm. advice, to voice their concerns. Um, yeah, just like that, you know? Like, I, I don't need to be my child's best friend, I think. Um, I just want them to feel like they can lean on me for support, you know? Like, if they get stuck at a party and it's really late and they you know, they're drunk or whatever it is, I want them to be able to be like, it's okay, I can call my mom, she'll pick me up. Yeah, and she'll not be like, pissed, but it's fine. <laughs> she'll be pissed, but she'll, she'll still, she's she's got my back, you know? Yeah, but she, but um, she gets it because she's been there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. What type of mother would you be? But yeah, I don't know. That's, that's where I am now. I feel like I'm still, I will fall into the tiger mom trap though because that's what I was raised with. Like it's so hard to not fall into that trap. Um, it's re- really hard. Yeah, um, yeah I, I kind of want to touch on that, but we'll get to that a little bit, like falling into that trap. But um, the kind of mother that I would be, I think, yeah, similar. Like, you know, I want to be as open as I can and as honest as I can, but I also feel like my kid would grow up pretty quick because I don't plan, I don't think I would plan on lying to my kid about a lot of things. Like, maybe, like, yeah, Santa Claus, sure, whatever, Tooth Fairy, whatever. <laughs> That's fine for, like, a little bit. But I think, yeah, I don't know. I think I just, yeah, like you said, just want them to be able to know that you are approachable. And, like, if anything happens, you're always there for them. But... But I also want to. I also want to be like the really cool mom, the one that's like I'm so like hip and modern, like, <laughs> in with the times and shit, and like using all the lingo that the kids use. Like, but it's really bad because even like me now, us now, like as I guess we're kind of like on the border of like millennials. Um, I don't know all the lingo, and there's a lot of stuff that I do have to Google, just like figure out what it is. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm an embarrassment Same. to my generation. <laughs> Dude, say, oh my god, you know what, my cousin, and she's not that much younger than me, she's turning 18 next year, yeah. so she's 17 this year, and I don't know what we were talking about, oh, I think I was I was telling her, I was like, oh, you look, um, you look so good there, like, your skin's glowing, whatever, and she's like, um, nah, you cap in, I was like, what's what that? <laughs> I don't know what that is, I was like, what cap the in. fuck is cap in? Like, it's like, see, like when people say like, no cap. And I was like, yeah, what's that? And in that moment, I was like, I am turning into an auntie. This, this is my moment. I, there is that <laughs> generational gap now. And she's like, and then she laughed so much. She was like, oh my God. And I was like, this is what it feels like to get older. No cap basically means yeah. like, like cap means like lie. So like no cap is like no lie or like, 
okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, couldn't you just say that? And she's like... <laughs> I feel like we make things harder for ourselves. Just to make yeah. it sound cool and interesting. Yeah. Um, um, but... Yeah, I... I don't know, but I think, like, what kind of mother I will be also depends on what my intentions are for, like, having kids. Okay, let's be real. I kind of actually don't want to be having kids. <laughs> but should I ever want to have kids? I think, okay, this is going to sound a bit, like, a bit of a stretch and a bit, like, ridiculous. But I would imagine myself raising kid, my kids to be this, like, to be a part of a generation where, like, they can create a utopia of sorts for themselves like this generation of like really smart kids who um who know how important things like empathy and kindness and compassion are but at the same time um also are really into like sustainability and like climate change and just like like all the good stuff you just have all that good stuff that you that you just wish you had in your own generation i mean like we kind of do we're doing a pretty good job i say with um um as millennials and stuff, and I quite enjoy being a part of this generation because we are the generation of change. And, and I think that's also another thing that I really look forward to seeing in the youth when I'm, like, 50 and stuff. And I just know I'm going to be so jealous. I'm just going to be like, I wish I was at your age because, you know, you're at the forefront of, like, being this generation of, like, hope in a way or, like, this generation of, like, where you're doing so much good in the world and... Yeah, we'll just, like, keep going forward from there. But, okay, how do I get there? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so intentions. So whatever your intentions are. So I think that's what I would want to do. Like, I probably... It sounds like a lot of pressure to put on a kid who didn't ask to be born and didn't ask for any of it. <laughs> um, like, Mom, I just want to chill the fuck out, but you want me to save the world, okay? It's going to okay, backhand mom. that kid, man. <laughs> um, but, like, okay, for me, it's, like, okay, you do you. Like, do whatever it is you want to do. Um, whether it's, like, art, music, you know, you want to be a doctor, whatever. Like, I don't care. But do something. I mean, like, no, you can do anything as long as you're also at the same time making the world a better place in some way. Or you're helping someone else. Even if it's, like, in a small way, it's something. And, you know, I guess it's also part of, like, giving back and, like, doing what you can to, like, give back and all that. But whatever it is you're doing, like, especially in this day and age, there's, there are so many ways to do good, no matter what kind of field you're in or what kind of industry you're in. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I hope for my child if I ever have a child. And if they don't make the world a better place, I'm just going to be very, very disappointed. So, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I yeah, hope I, I have it. I don't know. Because <laughs> the thing is, is that it's not that I don't want to have kids, like you know this, but this, but for people that are listening, like it's not that I don't want to have kids. I think I'm I'm very con, con like conscious of what it means to be a parent. Like at least from my understanding, not being a parent yet, you know. Like I, there are a lot of things that I fear and and take into account, like before throwing myself into parenthood you know like there's because I feel like a a lot of us and some people can bring children these sentient beings into life and you know not necessarily necessarily have like 
be financially stable enough to like mm-hmm. um bring up that child um not be you know necessarily like mentally as well like in on the right plane to raise a child um and i and i and i need to and i need to feel like i'm on that level to like to a certain extent i know there's no such thing as ever feeling like completely ready at least i've never ever felt like ready ready for anything even if i've prepared for a performance for like months and months there's never been a time where i've like nope i'm 100 ready like i'm just like i'm as ready as i'll ever be you know so yeah. but yeah i think there are a lot of things that i take into account and it's i find it interesting because like when i date men and if they're like you know really ready to be dads and stuff um it, like the response is so different like they're just like I can't wait to be a dad like you know like it's fine like you you have the kid and then you worry about stuff I'm like what do you mean you have a kid no and then you how worry. does that make like, sense I feel like that's I, such a guy thing to say you just do it first and then deal with the consequences after like no and 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 you know I sometimes I don't blame them because they don't have to deal with such life-altering consequences um at least historically when it comes to parenthood like it's it's expected that you still work um while you know your wife raises the child at home or takes you know a longer period of maternal leave than you would paternal leave and some men you know aren't even you know granted paternal leave by their companies which is which is unfortunate because then it doesn't give them even this like the what's the word not spectrum but like the branch of thought of something other than what they're used to you know so they like they don't even mm-hmm. have it in their frame of mind to consider that how life-altering parenthood is and then before parenthood even comes pregnancy like their lives don't really change much during the pregnancy like yes they're mm-hmm. there supporting their wife going for the appointments but literally like the person um that is you know growing this child inside doesn't necessarily have to be a woman but the person that's growing this child like their body is going through all kinds of mad stuff like you know your organs are getting pushed to one side and then then you then it comes to the effects after pregnancy like that's what i think about when it comes to having a kid i'm like okay first of all my body's just gonna go through hell and back and and i was reading this article the other day about no one wants like about um these mothers wrote it and they were like, no one wants to talk about how pregnancy can be, like, ugly and really shitty sometimes. You know, even mm-hmm. if you want to be a parent, no one wants to hear that pregnancy sucks and pregnancy um, can take a really big toll on you mentally, physically, emotionally. Everyone just, you know, wants to hear that, yeah, I, I love being pregnant, can't wait till I have a baby. Um, and the moment, like, you know, mothers come forward with how difficult and shitty sometimes literally sometimes pregnancy can be like people are like no 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 you 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 chose to be a mom you wanted to be a mom yeah. you can't talk about how it's shit so um you don't you don't have the space to talk about that um and to yeah, yeah. so i feel like that's something that like a lot of like especially when you're in like heterosexual like in it in 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 my cases like men have never had to think about all that stuff. They've never had to think about how their careers get affected long term because, yeah, I, I just don't think they've had even that, like, spectrum to think about because, like, 
sexism and misogyny, even like whether it's conscious or unconscious, doesn't affect them the same way that it does um, to the person that's actually holding the child and has to deliver and then deal with the, like, you know, whatever happens after that, which yeah. is in most cases, you know, um, the woman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely get what you're saying. Um, and I think, like, on the note of, like, pregnancy just being... That whole process of just being pregnant is so scary to me. And the whole process of childbirth or even getting, like, a C-section, like, all of that is just so, so scary to me. And I can't even, like... I can barely wrap my head around it without, without like, freaking out on my own. I can, I can, I can <laughs> like, now, just thinking about it, I can feel my heart rate just increasing. Because, <laughs> like, it's a lot. Like, you're growing a life in you. You know, like, if you're choosing to have, like, biological kids or, like, you know, or you want to, like, grow your own kid in you, like, it's it's a lot. And I'm just, like... And that's also another thing, like, if I ever did have kids, like, I would definitely want to adopt. Um, I'd much rather adopt because there's already a kid out there um, who, you know, could use, like, a nice home and stuff and, you know, a great parent like me. I'm assuming I'd be a great parent, to be honest. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, like I feel like I don't need to be having my own kids. Like I really don't feel that need. I, I, I really see the appeal in it. I get why a lot of people do want to have their own kids. Like I, I see it. But for me, I guess I don't need. I don't. I don't. Maybe I just don't feel it enough. I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, maybe I'm still young or whatever. As everyone always tells me. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah. Not pregnancy itself is like so scary. I, I don't think I'd want to put myself through that. And it's just it's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, but yeah, and like what are you saying about like all these like unrealistic expectations of what um pregnancy will look like, how people always talk about all the good and stuff, and I think on social media, especially on Instagram, like you see a lot of these like influences like these mom influences and stuff, and they do like the vlogs and all that, and it's always about how great being pregnant is as the glow and like and they never talk about all like the bad, not the bad, but like the the more like not so nice parts of it. And then, and then it causes a lot of stress in like, um, I don't know how to like not real moms, but like you know like regular people, I guess, like non influencers, and then they see that and they're just like, oh, like this is not what my pregnancy should look like, and then that upsets them, you know. I yeah, yeah I feel like people need to have more open conversations about the realities of being pregnant what what it does to your body and everything and also like the after effects things like postpartum depression i feel like people don't it's actually so so common for some reason personally like i don't know like looking on the inside i feel like i have some predisposition to it and Mm. i'm just and i'm like scared i'm like because because i know how i feel like when like I mean, and I'm not even in a state of depression. Like, it's probably just a small bout of, like, seasonal depression or, like, a depressive episode that's not, like, mm. a reoccurring thing. And it's just, like, a one-time, to, you know, thing because of whatever's happened. But then, like, can you just imagine, like, wow, like, having to raise a child and then also having to, you know, cope with that PPD? And I'll, I would just be like... <laughs> oh, my God, my world is falling apart. And, you know, having to have your partner also like, you know, manage that with you. It's a lot to deal with. I think, you know whose stories I wish I heard more? I wish I heard more stories of people that regret parenthood. Not because I'm like, yeah. you know, a, a, a enjoy people regretting it or I'm some weird dark person. No, I actually just want to listen to their stories because like, 
you know, we always hear, and obviously, like, it would be hard to hear a parent say, like, I regret becoming a parent, but, um, especially as a child, but I think even if it's done anonymously, I would love to hear stories of parents that regretted becoming parents and why, um, they felt that way because I feel like they would have so much weight to carry all the time and you know you can't regret being a parent you literally brought a life into this world and so grappling with that I think is really difficult I think most parents like low-key regret parenthood especially when you think about the amount of like enjoyment you could have had going on holidays having nice cars a nice house and everything I think most people do regret parenthood but also having said that it's hard to balance that regret Plus, also, like, if you have, like, great kids, I guess. I don't know. I assume my parents, like, love being parents because they have me. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, like, yeah, I don't want to get into that. But, like, but... So I was like, no, 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 I know they hate me, but... <laughs> I know they hate me. <laughs> they love me, but they may not like me, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they don't have to like me, but they have to love me, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> Nah, I kid, I kid. My parents, I'm a like, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, I think most people regret parenthood. But then, like, yeah, if you have amazing kids, it's like, oh, but then you see how good it is, then it just kind of makes you regret it less. Maybe I don't know. But then also, you gotta think about like, you know, is your family like financially stable? Are you like happy? Like, you know, physically, mentally, everything. Um, but but yeah, I. Yeah, I feel like I had something else to say, but I can't remember now. But yeah, anyway, moving on. Um, Next question is, okay, so these are like three questions, but all kind of mean the same thing. Would you hit your kid? Slash, how would you discipline your kid? Slash, how do you react when your kid messes up? Mm, that's, that's difficult, but I don't think I'd ever... Like, I'm just not okay with the whole hitting your child hitting thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, personally, I haven't experienced it, but when you see Must people nice. in your family, like, I mean, like, I'll, 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 my mom, oh my God, wait, okay, let me tell you, like, there was one, I, 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 let's just say it was a very bad situation and I did something, um, not like, as terrible as you think. I was just in a very unhappy place and I had been trying to get their attention to realize how unhappy I was, but no one listened to me and they just kept being like, you gotta tough it out, you gotta do it or whatever. So anyway, I did something to finally get their attention to understand like... I think like you kind of gotta like crack it before they actually listen to you. <laughs> the gravity of like how unhappy I was and yeah. just like not not okay at all. And... Yeah, my mom got really mad. She was, like, screaming at me. But then she, like... And you know when they raise their hand to slap and you know it's going to come? And it's... And it's... Like, wind it up a little bit from the back from behind. Like, they wind it up. She, she like... She stopped right before she hit me. And, like, it was... It was such... It was a big moment in our, like, relationship. But I just really think that I could... I could never... um, Yeah, I would... I would never want to hit my child as a form of discipline. Because... The thing about that, at least for me, when I think about it, is that, you know, like, after it happens and after everyone's calmed down, you know, let's say you belted your child, you whacked them with you the feather duster. You feel so guilty. Um, you, feel, you feel guilty. And then also, what kind of precedent does it create for the relationships in their life in the future? Like, especially if you tell them, you know, like, I did that because I love you and I want you to understand that this is bad. So what, like, 
unconsciously your child's gonna um realize that when they grow older it's like okay cool maybe violence is a way to make people understand and hear things Mm -hmm. and um like you know a loved one and if they're not doing something that follows the way that i wanted them to react that means like it warns violence against them in and in any level you know whether that's physical emotional um or mental even sexual it's just like i just it's not okay and it's and it's very traumatizing for your kid like Mm. i never went through it personally but i saw people that did and it is traumatizing to even see it happen um yeah so i i don't think i would ever like yeah hit my child as like disciplined like i think i would wrestle with my child like for example my dad likes to wrestle with both my brother and i but it's playful it's not a form of like disciplining your child yeah, you know what like, i mean like my dad will yeah. my dad and i will like try to s- we'll, we'll, we'll like spar with each other but like without boxing gloves and like i'll try to smack yeah. his head he tries to smack my shoulder i try to smack his like bald head again and he smacks the side of my forehead and i'm like oi and he's like oi again so um so in that way like it's playful it's not a form of discipline so yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's where I stand. I don't find any reason to warrant hitting my child yeah. as a form of discipline. What about you? Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know that negative reinforcement like is a thing, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing. Um, I definitely. Well, I got like you know, I I got a good. <laughs> I was I was a pretty I was a pretty bad kid though. I was pretty naughty. So I kind of want to say that I actually did deserve it. Like it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> But no, me, I, think, I, I strongly <laughs> disagree. But continue. <laughs> but I turned out fine, right? Like I'm, I think I'm doing pretty good for myself <laughs> overall. Um, but like I do have to say, like I don't, like I never felt like I was, tra- like for me at least. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I was ever like traumatized. It's a lot of memories, a lot of good memories, and I bring it up now, and I'm just like, remember when that happened? <laughs> but but no, I I don't think I I would say that I'm traumatized by it or anything. For me, at least. But I do, yeah, like you said, like I do know of families and people out there who you know like still kind of like struggle with it till today, even though it's been years since like they've been like hit, um, as a kid. Um, yeah, it's not nice. I don't think it's the way I go about it. I'm I think I'm very big on like rationalizing with my kids so if like a kid messes up if my if my kid messes up I'd you know be like okay well why did you do that <laughs> you know like, I'm like like but not in a okay like I would kind of want them to feel guilty but not like not guilty to a point where they hate themselves but like to understand what it means to do something wrong and then be able to like make amends and apologize and like you know go through that whole process and like learn from it and then just don't do it again um, but I think when you rationalize with them, like there is a logical explanation behind it. You're like, teaching them conflict resolution as well, in a way. You know, like there's a lot to be learned just by sitting them down and being like, okay, you shouldn't have done this. This is why you shouldn't have done this. And then, and then being like, okay, so what do you do when like you know you mess up? You apologize, say sorry, you do what you can to fix the situation. You know, things like that. I think I'd much rather do that with my kid than hit because sometimes when you get hit, like you just there's no, like, explanation. There's no, like, debriefing. Like, like okay, I just, I guess I'll have to do it a couple more times before I get hit even more. And then finally learn my lesson because I've been conditioned to, like, know that I shouldn't be doing that unless I'm going to get hit, you know? But if there's a logical explanation for it, I guess it also depends on how old your kid is, man. But, like, you know, at least, at least there's going to be more thought process in the future and, like, you'll, you'll probably less likely be less likely to make that same mistake again. Um, mm. But 
that's how I, I think, would do it, I think. I think kids are capable of a lot of emotional intelligence more than we give them, um, yeah. what's the word? Credit. The ability to, you know? Credit yeah. for, yeah, exactly. And I think one of the things I realized a couple of months ago is that your child will actually model so much of your behavior um, and especially your relationship with your partner and the people around you more than you think they will. Um, yeah. I remember when I was, when I was dating someone um, and for some reason I'd find it so hard to apologize. Like I would rather not apologize and would just give it some time to cool off, things simmer down and then operate like things went back to normal. And only like a few mm-hmm. months ago I realized that that's because that's the way that a lot of the like conflict resolution worked in my household. Like my parents and I would have a big, big blowout and like maybe someone wouldn't talk to someone for a day or even longer. Mm. And then there's no actual like discussing whatever happened and why it happened and why someone did what and why someone had such a visceral reaction or whatever it was. And it just kind of is like, let's just see how long we can hold this silence for. And then someone will make a joke a few days later and then somehow things will go back to normal. And I never heard, I'm sorry, you know, whether it was my, like, I know I apologize, but I never heard I'm sorry from like them. At least I don't, I don't remember explicitly hearing, you know, like, I'm so sorry. I almost slept you. I'm so sorry. I, um believe this or thought that whatever it was and so I think that's why I had it was so difficult for me when I had like a big blowout with anyone usually partners to apologize and be like this is what I did wrong because I just was never used to hearing that and I'm like oh shit I realized that like months ago and now I love apologizing I'm like sorry I did that ha 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 and then you just you move on from it and it's and it's so much healthier than just letting the silence like boil you know yeah yeah fair enough do you know i don't know if you ever saw that meme of like you know when like brown families fight like say it's like a, between like a son and a mother and then like the way of like making amends is the mom yes. asking are you hungry <laughs> or here's dinner yes <laughs> yes <laughs> like that's how it works like you just gotta that's how it starts like food i feel oh, is just the way man. to go yes. <laughs> okay Lama. so next question what are some of the things you'd want to do before becoming a mother? Should you want to be a mother? I honestly don't know because I think I, I definitely want to be at a point where career-wise, like I've got a good chunk of savings and I can see some form of like continuity and stability so that like there's a, mm. there's a sense of stability for my child. Like it's not really about me anymore when I become yeah. When I decide to have that child, like, I have to factor in their livelihood too. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that question of, like, you know, what are some things you want to do before you become a mother or a father, which a lot of parents get asked, is I still grapple with it because I find it so sad that that when you become a parent, that becomes, it seems like that that one factor of your, like, multidimensional personhood, that one thing just takes over your whole identity and and it consumes you and mm. I don't know like I I I'm still a bit terrified of that because like losing a sense of self happens and you know it's common it doesn't mean I want to go through it because it's it's not fun at all um and yeah so I don't know I think I don't think there's anything I want to do before I become a mom 
at least at least right now because I think that like my identity as a person and what I would and would not do wouldn't really change before after being a mom I don't know my my body could change my body could oh shit well I'm talking so it's fine I didn't hear that (laughs) but uh yeah my body could change so much in the period of like pregnancy if I decide to actually like have that child through my body yeah it could change so much from pregnancy to delivery and post delivery that I may or may not be able to do some things I could do before but yeah I don't know at least right now I don't think there's anything because I haven't actually really thought about this question that much and the times I have I'm like oh I get scared because I'm I'm gonna lose a sense of myself um what about you do you have stuff that you think you'd want to do yeah, and I think like you might agree with some of my stuff. So for me, it's and and I think you've mentioned it, like one of the last episodes as well, like ensuring that like you know your partner, my partner and I are like on the same page about like parenting styles and like ensuring the workload and everything. Um, yeah, like you said, financially stable as well. I would also like to do some adventurous um holidays and things because once you have kids, like you know, someone's dependent on you. So like you can't just like be out there doing like risky things. So I'd want to do that before I have kids. And also because, like, you probably can't travel for, like, the first few years when you have kids as well. Um, I'm, like, not saying you can't. Like, you can, but, like, it'll be hard, you know? Um, And I think, like, you might... So, like, my next um, point relates to what you were saying earlier. So, like, this next point is, like, self-healing. I want to ensure that, like, whatever hang-ups I have about my parents and, like, whatever, like, I guess small time trauma that I have like I want to make sure that I'm like healing and like so that I don't project that onto my child and I don't end up parenting the same way not that okay my parents did a fucking great job okay let's be real but also at the same time like there's always like you can always improve and you always learn from like your parents from other parents and like even from yourself so like I want to do as much self-healing as I can before um so that I can be the best possible parent I could possibly be um, and then I think my last thing that I do is just like ensuring my own physical and mental health and like ensuring that I am ready for this and that I am up to the challenge of being a parent and everything. Um, but yeah, because like if I'm going to be a parent, like I should commit, like especially with like phys- physical health as well. Like I want to be like, yeah, physical and mental health. Like I want to be around for a long time like you gotta commit to if you have kids like you know like you want to see them grow up you want to see them become like adults and shit and like live their best life and all that um i guess yeah otherwise like what's the point i guess question do we think the parenthood binary works so when i say parenthood binary just means that the idea that we need a a quote-unquote mother figure and quote-unquote father figure um to raise a child i think that what are your thoughts I think it works, but it's not necessary. Um, I feel like, if anything, having a mom and dad would probably, if might even just like do more harm than good, because like having a mom and a dad would. I mean, it depends on how you're parenting your kid, but it could probably or would probably enforce more gender roles onto your kid, if anything. Um, and then seeing that difference growing up, like you're saying, you know, like kids just model so much after their parents, and they see it. And they and and like obviously the thing that differentiates mom and dad is their gender, so it's very easy to, um, I guess pick up on those gender roles growing up. But I definitely don't think it's necessary to have a mom and dad. Like, there's literally like no studies that indicate that 
a child needs a mom and dad. Um, and there's no studies to say that um, same-sex couples are worse parents. Like, you can, you can be a mom and dad and still be really shit parents, you know? Like, and to say that it is necessary to have a mom and dad is to, say, is to assume that every single um, heterosexual couple out there who are parents are great parents, which is obviously not the case. Like, we know that to not be true at all. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Um, I'm not saying it's not necessary. I I don't believe that it's necessary. And same thing with single parent, yeah. single parenting as well. Like you could have like two really shit parents and like one really great parent. So it just comes down to the individual, really. If you're gonna be a shit parent, like you're a shit parent, you know. It's, and that's because of you and the person that you are, <laughs> not because of your gender <laughs> or your orientation or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I I have I definitely agree. I don't think it's necessary. I think that whole like the need to have a mother figure, father figure, like it 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 perpetuates a lot of gender roles because people only think you need a mother father figure because they're like, oh, the mother figure is supposed to do this, mm. and this is their role, and the father figure is supposed to do this, yeah. and that's their role. Whereas it's like mm, that's not true. Like that's you know where you you put them in your head, but like yeah, I don't think. I don't think so. And I think that really leads to how so many single parents are vilified and, you know, said that they are never enough and, you know, the kids are never going to grow up. Like, you know, it's 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 all an experience. Like, parenthood is... Like, we think parenthood is this right that we have in, like, you know, biologically. Like, if you've got a, a, a uterus that can spot child, mm. you can be a parent. But it's like... Part of me is always like, man, I really wish we, a lot of us, like... This is, like, not talking accidental stuff that you didn't see coming. But, like, when it's a more conscious process and stuff like that, I wish people put more thought into wanting to have a child. And when I think about it is that there's so much more, at least in the way that, like, our families are raised, they're very communal, right? Like, your mother-in-law, father-in-law, grandparents will spend time with your kids a lot. Sometimes, especially if you're going to work, they'll take care of your kids. You know, I never really had a nanny growing up. That wasn't a thing for me. Um, like it was always my grandparents or my aunts or uncles um, or my parents and I just feel like there's so much more that goes into the molding of your child than just the mother and father figure I feel like a lot of the things that I internalize come from your extended family if you're close to them and if your child spends a a certain amount of time with them and I think that's one of the things that I don't know how to regulate you know like and one of the things I think about when becoming a parent as well like what type of ideals are my my parents or my grandparents if they are still alive when I have a child um and maybe my cousins whatever going to perpetuate onto my child um like I want my child to grow up in an environment where if they're let's say watching a tv show or whatever with their grandparents and there's a same-sex couple scene on the tv no one's gonna have a like disgusted reaction because then what's my child going to think um about that and what's that going to like internalize in them um and the, I feel like there are a lot of these little things that um, that as a parent, you don't always get to, like, uh, you don't always get to see and, like, control when they're happening. Yeah. So that's one of the things, like, I, I feel like, I had this thought the other day, I was like, hmm, I feel like if I'm ever, if I'm ever going to have a child and they're going to be with my, like, my parents and my, like, in-laws, I'm going to be like, you are, you will not 
say some colorish shit to my baby. Like, if they come back home tanned, you will not tell them, oh my God, why are you so tanned? You stay, like, you will not. If you do, you're going to pay me. Pay me to live with the... Pay me for the way you traumatize my child. Okay? Um, because it's like, why? It's so annoying. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Like... Um, and I know you cannot raise a child in your perfect utopia, but I can control it as much as I want to. And it's selfish for me to do that. But like, I always think parenting is selfish anyway. There's a certain world that you want your child to grow up in and there's a certain way you want to mold them into. And I have no problems admitting that, that it's a internally very selfish thing, you know? Um, what if my child wants to be a murderer, like, and just go around (laughs) stabbing people? I don't know. But I'm not going to let that happen because I'm molding them into a kind, aware, conscious citizen yeah. or whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, I feel like my boyfriends will always say I'm so dramatic. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm just looking at all the possibilities here. Okay? That's really all we're doing. That's really all we're doing. Um, but yeah, I feel like I would want my child to grow up with a lot of, uh, like surrounded by a lot of adults. I, I just like the idea of having a really mature child. But I also know that that that's going to, like, steal away their their childhood and their fun and, like, the ability to just, like, you know, play and, like, imagine and stuff because, like, yeah, I don't want to steal their imagination. I feel like they, my imagination when I was a kid was, like, the best thing. I had a lot of, like, imaginary. I didn't have imaginary friends. I had imaginary <laughs> animals, like, imaginary pets. Ah, I had a horse. Interesting. I had, like, this mom and dad dog and, like, a bunch of puppies and shit. Like, it was, it was the best. Like, that was fun. I never had, like, a friend, like, a person. You, it was always animals, <laughs> which is very me. I think that really that really depends on the adults you surround your child with, you know? I think I definitely get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, when they're around, quote-unquote, adults or older people that are having a very, like, conversations that are not rooted in creativity and imagination, then, yes, they're, they're going to, like, True. operate in a certain way. But I always remember, like, my grandfather, oh, he's she was just the sweetest, like, I, I was I was everyone's chillum, okay? <laughs> I was the firstborn on both sides, <laughs> and I was a baby girl, and my family was like, this is the one. I'm like, I know, I know, I'm that bitch, even as a little wee baby. Must be nice. Um, but anyway... <laughs> Yeah, it was really nice for maybe like a few months and then someone else born. Um, <laughs> but but my grandfather, like when we would come back from like kindergarten or whatever, he would always have something interesting for us to do. It would He would always have like paints laid out on the front porch or one day I came back and he had this shoebox and he was like, come here, come here, come here. And then I was like, oh, what is it, Appa? And then um, I called my grandfather Appa, which means dad, but... It's because my mom called him Appa. I called him Appa too. Anyway, whatever. That's not the point. He opens it and it's like a giant ass frog. And he's like, here, look, it's a frog. I was like, that's... As a child, I was like, that's gross. (laughs) But he was like, you know, he was just trying to spark like both my brothers and I's like creativity, our curiosity for these things Mm. and just to enjoy things, you know. And he used to like take us around the house in like wheelbarrows, give us like a ride. It was... was, it was so cute and it was so much fun. I actually had very, very, like, active grandparents. Like, they were so, um, like, so active in my life. Like, they just wanted to play such a big part. And they were always there to um, 
yeah, make sure that they, we were, you know, being creative. And I think my, like, my maternal grandfather and grandma were a, a good pair because Appa was, like, trying to get us to have fun all the time. And then my grandmother made me, like, copy down articles from the newspaper on two pieces of paper <laughs> and then memorize a whole essay about Mother Teresa and read it out every... St- like, you know, it was, it was a good balance. Um, That's a good so, balance. That is a so good I balance. think that's... Yeah. It was, there was a, I think there's a lot that comes in there that, that, that I take into account when it comes to having children because I know that there's so much more than just me that's going to influence the way that they grow mm, up. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. On that, my parents, like, have this thing where, like, I'll just say something or do something and they're just like, where did we go wrong? And I'm just like, look, y'all did the best you could, but I'm sorry to tell you that there are a lot of other things that have influenced me to be the way that I am that's, like, way more. Like, you guys are just, like, one factor of the many factors um, that have shaped me to be the person that I am. So, like, y'all need to, like, chill mm-hmm. out. Like, it's not all on y'all. <laughs> and, like, and it's such a thing, especially in Malaysia, where people, <laughs> and I, I know I'm guilty of this too where like I judge a person like if I see someone who's like around our age or whatever and then like and if they are trash I'm just like well their parents probably didn't do a good job but (laughs) and I was really that person but I know better now and I know that it's a lot more than just that as well but Mm. um but yeah it's just it's interesting to think about now and like look back on um but yeah I feel bad for my parents sometimes and I'm just like look so I just I did a lot of googling and like looking up things and like watching all these like weird ass movies and shit so it's um but listen like I you might not go through that if you don't decide to become a parent but I feel like I see it in my future and I'm just ready for the dumb shit my child's gonna try and do and explore and you know like and to be honest I'm like I'm crossing my fingers that within my like cousins someone has a child before I do so that I can experience being an aunt I actually I really want to experience being an aunt before I have a child like I just really want to be the cool aunt with tattoos and colored hair so bad so bad no no that's fair Um, enough because like it's a lot easier as well to like to really how to say like it's like very it's a very carefree kind of love to give because like you're not the parent you don't have to do anything you just need to spoil the kid enjoy talk shit with them and stuff so it's a very carefree type of love that you can give it's not very stressful mm. um so yeah i would love i would love to be that that cool crazy aunt who just does all this like fun shit with her life um yeah i had a cool crazy yeah. uncle not an aunt i had an uncle that was fun i i had both like my uncles and aunties were just like I, I I love them to bits. They're all just so different yeah. and they all they all they don't know it, but they've all played such a big part in me growing up into an adult. Yeah. Like my parents, my grandparents and my aunts and uncles, like just that small extended family, mm-hmm. like have played such a big role on things. I'm like, you know, I see like certain qualities in them, I'm like, ooh, I want that. Yeah. I'm gonna emulate <laughs> that. You know, and I think you reach a point like I don't I don't remember having this thought process as a kid. Maybe I did after a while, but like now especially when I see someone do something and I'm like I really want to react the same way me seeing that I want someone to react the same way to me. Like Yeah. Uh mirroring their actions. So yeah, they all played such a big part. They were all like my uncle, you know, he's he's so gentle. Mm. Like, so opposite to what you think a macho, masculine man to be. He's so gentle, so family-oriented. Like, mm. he has two girls, and he 
adores them mm. like it's just so like there's some little things that i find really beautiful in the way that like my aunt and uncle's um parent as well so yeah yeah that's really nice um do we have time for another question <laughs> <laughs> We've gone way past our limit. I apo- I honestly apologize yeah, to our right. listeners. We try. We literally had a whole conversation trying to like have this like episode under like thirty five minutes, and it's obviously way past that now. But um, yeah, how do people have short conversations? I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. We're clearly not good at it. Um, but was that another question? Um, let's do one final one because I feel like we may not go too long for this. Gender reveal parties. Are you, if, okay, would you have one for yourself if you had a baby? And two, would you plan one for your friend, perhaps? Yeah. If they, if they haven't asked for it. If they haven't asked for it. Wait, would I plan one for a friend if they haven't asked for it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, like, if they've asked me to, I feel like I would do it anyway because they're my friend. But I don't know if... I don't think I would if they haven't asked me for it. But I know some people surprise their friends oh, with, like, yeah. a baby shower slash gender reveal if they want to, you know? I don't know. I haven't had that before, yeah. but... Okay. None of my friends are pregnant. <laughs> um... Look, first of all, it's not even within our... It's not a thing in our culture anyway <laughs> to have gender reveal parties. It's a very Western thing, so... I think I wouldn't partake in it anyway. I'm like, I wouldn't like have my own anyway, mainly for that reason. But at the same time, I feel like, like I, I, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of pressure to put in the kid, you know, like, you know, just like, cause, cause you know that if whatever it is, like, you know, like some people do the cake, some people have like, they pop the balloon and then like pink or blue stuff falls out and like, you know, like, and all of that, (laughs) that whole pink and blue, pink or blue kind of thing and like, it's all just, it's all too much. Um, and I feel like it's already putting a lot of pressure on the kid. And if it's not, pressure's not on the kid, then like, um, not pressure, but you're kind of influencing the way your peers, your family, your closest friends, your loved ones, how they would feel about the kid as well. And what they would project onto the kid and like, you know, what kind of gifts they'd be buying for the kid as well. It's like obviously going to end up being very much gendered, right? And like clothes or toys or whatever. Um, so I think that it's unnecessary. The only thing that I do like about it is the fact that it's just another excuse to have another party, but there's also like a baby shower for that, or you could just have another party just cause, you know, you, you're having a baby, but, um, yeah, I don't, personally, I don't think I would do it. Um, would I throw a surprise one for my party? No, I'd probably just throw a surprise baby shower, maybe, but... But okay, what is the purpose of a baby shower? Is it just like just to pamper the mom to be? Yeah, it's just it's just more like a hey, you're having a baby. Baby's coming. Sucks to be like let's just and then (laughs) I joke, I joke. They're like (laughs) and then they're like fun games or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I would. I definitely don't want a gender reveal. Full stop. Like. It's, I'm not going to be like, wedding, girl, we're having a boy. I'm like, I'm having a baby. And yes, I'm going to gender them with their name and whatever when they yeah. like, are born. Because hello, this is unfortunately the world that we yeah. live in. But but like you said, gender, gender reveal parties and the way that they are structured already perpetuate gender roles and like... Um, You're already so limited. Yeah, it's always like, 
it's always blue for a boy and pink for a girl. Mm. Like, bitch, it's already putting them into these, like, little boxes. And, you know, some parents are like, oh, yeah, but it's nothing. They're not going to know. I'm like, yeah, but people are going to buy you gifts. And it's a very unconscious thing that people don't want to admit that they are gendering, like, unconsciously putting all these little gendered um like emotions um like storylines for their child basically you know yeah and if your child doesn't fit into that then it becomes a real point of tension because then you have to unlearn a lot of your biases and stuff and so when you actually just start out the whole thing when it's in a lot simpler way without announcing it to your whole to the the whole world then it makes it a lot um I don't know, for me, it's also just a more, like, a privacy thing. I just want it to be a very private thing. And, yeah. But I think there are a lot of ways that we gender our children anyway. But I think this is one way that I can just not have to. Um, And also one less expense. I don't know how I'm going to be when I'm pregnant, but I feel like I'm just going to be chilling (laughs) and rubbing my belly and eating all the food I can eat. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I... Yeah. I can't even think about it. I can't even imagine. I don't. I just don't want to picture it. <laughs> I feel like I really nah. should though. I Me I did too. a lot of um. There was one point in time where I was like watching quite a lot of um, baby like like live births, and I was just like, this this is, oh god, this is wacky. Why why would you do that? I don't. Know. I feel like I, I was really <laughs> trying to like expose like kind of like exposure therapy myself <laughs> to like get over my fear. So I was just trying to like. Yeah, get as much knowledge as I could, but yeah, yeah, it's it was it was whack. I can't. Yep. Um, oh, well. I think that's a all right good place to wrap it up. <laughs> that's a good place to wrap it up because there are a lot of questions. When it comes Go home to and like watch but... YouTube videos of people giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna do one now. Uh, oh no, she's so just self-destructive. I don't know what's wrong with her. <laughs> Um, but anyway, thanks for listening, guys. If you made it till here, um, tell us what you guys have you thought about parenthood? Do you want to be parents? And where, like, how do you feel you want to parent your children? Do you agree with anything that Shy and I have said, or do you disagree? We want to know because we love talking about parenting because it's one of the things that we're both probably quite not averse to. Well, Shy is averse <laughs> to it. I'm a bit scared of it. So. <laughs> So, you know, two different types of responses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know. Yep. And as uh, so I know, I apologize for like whatever background noise you hear. I will try my best to remove it. But yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.